you wake up, you feel yourself stretch, sprout, grow, push up towards the sun, the light, everything the life has to offer. You realize that you're almost there. You've almost become a full hair. Welcome to Deals and Scams. I'm Sandy. I'm Owen. And I'm Wayne. What do we do on Deals and Scams? Well, we talk about a lot of stuff. Among those, markets, economics, deals, scams, products, prices, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. So I brought, I'm a host this week, and I brought a game, which I will I will facilitate, and you guys are going to play. This is the very first inaugural segment. Maybe there will be a part two, maybe there won't. We'll find out of the capitalism spelling bee okay get ready all right so what's okay. gonna happen is i have a list of words and these were words that you guys have seen before all all of you have read these words at some point in your life okay and they're all names of products specifically this ca- this week's category or i don't know if we're gonna do this <laughs> probably not but the category is food and drink so these are all gonna be names of foods beverages and restaurants in okay. our capitalistic world that Sweet. you guys have seen, and you're going to have mm-hmm. to spell them. So we're going to decide who goes first by me flipping a coin, which I did in my head. All right. It's Tails. Who chose Tails? Sandy did. Oh, okay. Sandy said it first. Sweet. It first. Sweet. Sweet. So that means Wayne's going to go first. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it, how it's going to work is I have a list of words. If Wayne gets it right, then I, it'll still go to Sandy. Mm-hmm. But if Wayne gets it wrong, Sandy gets a chance to steal. And there's only four rounds of this. So you okay. can each get at most four points unless someone gets one wrong. And then in which case it'll go to the other person, you get fewer points. I like right. that. I don't even know if this is going to the episode or not, which I like. Don't I tell no me. Idea. Yeah, let's yeah. not decide. We'll find out. Well. Also, I don't even know. I don't, whatever. Spelling bees don't have rules. You just spell the words. Yeah, All exactly. Right. Yeah. There are no rules. <laughs> okay, so Wayne's going first. Wayne, your four first word is... Nesquik. Can you please spell Nesquik? Oh wait, I should clarify. Capitalization. I'm not counting that. That doesn't. Okay. Matter. Okay. But spaces and um, what's it called? Dashes. Um, what's the word for things like dashes? Punctuation. Punctuation. Spaces and punctuation <laughs> do count, but capitalization doesn't matter. All right. Okay. Wait. Spell Nesquik. All right. First part's easy. Nesquik. N E S. It's the second part that's the doozy. So I'm yeah. really gonna swing for this. Okay. I can use it in a sentence if you like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm okay. I'll save that right. for later. Okay. Yeah. You'll need it later. Nesquik. N e s k w i k. Nesquik. Whoa! That was a huge swing. That was a huge swing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wayne. That is not correct. Fuck. Okay. Nesquik is spelled. No, no, no. Wait. Don't I get a chance to steal, bro? Actually, no, we're not going to do that because I realized <laughs> I realized I, I, I created two lists of words. So we're just going to do classic spelling. Okay, rules. classic spelling. If you get it wrong, right, how I'm you... instantly going to tell you. Okay, so how do you spell it? Nesquik is spelled. You got the first part right. N-E-S-Q-U-I-K. No. K. K. Oh, my gosh. I would have got this right. I would have got this right. Sandy. Yeah. Your word is Slurpee. Okay. S-L-U-R-P-E-E. Slurpee. Sandy, you just spelled the two words slur and pee and put them together. 
Is that yeah, your final answer? That is my final answer. Yes. Well, that is absolutely correct. You got it right. Hell yes. Hell yes. I All am right, a corporate shill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wayne. Your next word. I can come back for this. Is golden grams. Golden grams. <laughs> I have no idea what golden. Oh, are these like the like the teddy bears, bears, right? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. The cereal. Golden okay. grams. Oh, golden grams. I can I can define it if you'd like. Please do so. All right. One moment. Okay, I actually well, I, can't define it. I have to Google this. There it is. Okay, here we go. The definition. Golden Grams is a brand of breakfast cereal owned by Cereal Partners. <laughs> it is produced under the Nestle brand worldwide. Okay. Except in the US and Canada, where it is produced by General Mills. All right. All right. Golden Grams. G-O-L-D-E-N space g-r-a-m-s golden grams i'm sorry wayne that is incorrect oh my god golden I grams is spelled golden you got golden right but grams is spelled g-r-a-h-a-m-s oh so oh it's, just, it's just the traditional way wade you tricked yourself yeah, yeah. Okay, that sucks <laughs> sandy your word is cheese it can you please spell oh cheese my it? god no googling whoa this is tough because I see the word cheese it all the time. We have oh, a friend where you're eating cheese it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have you a friend who eats it, cheese it's constantly. She fucking loves cheese it. Uh, okay, C H E E Z. Space I T S. Cheese it's. I'm sorry, Sandy, that is incorrect. Oh my God. What? How do you actually spell cheese it? Cheese it is spelled C H E E Z. Yeah. Dash. It's the dash. It's the dash. Yeah. All right. That was a fun game, guys. And with that. Honestly, we should do a different podcast that's just us making up games. (laughs) Each week, one of us brings in a stupid game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. right. Intros. Yeah, let's do it. Welcome back to Deals and Scams, the episode where we look at the freshest deals, the sleaziest scams breaking economic news, hot celebrity interviews, and much, much more. This week on Deals and Scams, our deal is brought to you by Wayne. Wayne, what is the deal? The deal is vegetable gardens. All right. Tell us more. So I got this inspiration from, you know, the main, this deal isn't really about vegetable gardens. It's about substance farming. So substance farming is very hard work. Uh At one point, we all had to do it to survive. Um, And still today, about 2 billion people have to substance farm. Um, Just just to give you a little bit more, there's kind of more to the story here. Well, 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 uh, hold on. What is a substance farm? First of all, please tell me. I think it's a substance farm, not substance farm. farm. Substance farm is something else. What's a substance farm? (laughs) Sounds like drugs. Yeah. A substance farm is when you farm the land yourself and you basically eat what you grow and survive. It's a bit nebulously defined. Um, Much better defined is the term small holding, smallholder farms. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have a smallholder farm, it's presumed that you're essentially substance farming and you're working less than five acres of land. Ah. So for those of you who do not know how much five acres is, I did not know either. Um, it's about 500 feet by 500 feet. 
Okay. This is so not a small. very not seems huge. pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. So this is not a very large plot of land to, at all. And in 2015, two billion people were living in rural areas and working smallholder farms. So like a very large percentage of people today are still essentially doing this kind of farming. Um, but I mean, obviously, like the vast majority of people are not. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, the question is like why do we have vegetable gardens like why do we bother putting all this labor into things that um you know often are small and bad right because like the 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 tomato that i produce is almost certainly going to be worse than the tomato i can buy at the supermarket i like how you didn't even say tomatoes it's just gonna be one (laughs) the one tomato because that's all that's gonna survive yeah i do think it's shocking how like i am not if I lived, you know, like a hundred years ago, not a hundred years ago, like, like in, in, in medieval times, I would die immediately. I'm so bad with like, I'm bad at cooking. I'm bad at farming. I'm like it, you know, I'm, I'm bad at all that stuff. Yeah. So like, is there some stuff that people claim are like better when you grow it? Like I've heard people say that avocados are like a hundred times better when you like grow them yourself. Which I, I believe. I think that's really? the case with broccoli. Broccoli is so much better when you grow it yourself. Really? Yeah. yeah. My dad yeah. used to grow broccoli. It slapped. Okay. I mean, so Sandy, you the... can you can confirm this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But obviously, like my point is, I, this is no secret about vegetable gardens. Like, the final product is not the point of vegetable gardens. It's because it's yeah. fun to grow stuff. You know, yeah. it's fun to like put labor into the ground and then have this like magic thing happen where food where food appears. Yeah. And mm, okay. Basically what I'm thinking about is that while we no longer have to farm to survive, there's still something very like Sandy and I were talking about this earlier. There's something very ephemeral about it and there's something very like deeply satisfying about it. Yeah. Um and to a large extent like we've lost that. You know, like we know most people I know I mean, sorry, I'll rephrase. I, that was overqualified. No one I know <laughs> labors the land to like, you know, haul in a vast bounty. But that was definitely our ancestors' experience, like laboring and laboring and laboring into this, you know, 500 square feet of land. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just seeing it like be overtaken overnight with crops and then, you know, working to harvest them and then eat them. Like that, you know, th- that is sounds like a very difficult um varied short life Mm -hmm. um but you know i imagine there's something deeply satisfying about it that we can only reclaim with this like very small piece well see i feel like wayne i i am honestly you know what i'm i can say this for the first time in this show's history so far i'm a little bit convinced okay good because there's there's, this goes further this okay i'm sure it does but i already have a a question for you which it does seem like it's this this small garden what are, what are we calling it the uh the, com- the home garden yes the community garden is very different than the what you just described because i assume back in the old days when you had to grow crops it there's a lot on the line you know if those crops yeah. die you're fucked yeah you're, like versus if your community garden has a bad tomato you're fine you go you right. can go get a different tomato at the store yeah so there's no risk yeah. Yes. So yeah. So the risk factor is a pretty big element of this, huh? Yeah. So I feel like you know, it's. I think the it, it the community gardens can be all of the fun and that sort of like that you know like that type two fun they call it 
where it's like no it's, i don't know <laughs> have you this is, is not i've heard of type not a fun. universal thing but yeah it's just like type one fun is fun while you're having it you know where you're doing that activity um uh, and you're like enjoying it. it's like going to disneyland like oh i i think that's just on the face of it fun and type yeah. two fun is like backpacking or like gardening where it's like it's I like to do it or it's satisfying, but it's like not really fun while I'm doing it. Um, but it, it, but it, but it is satisfying in this sort of larger way. So I, community gardens or personal gardens can just be all the fun of, of farming without any of the actual risk or like the having to wake up at like 5 a.m. to like, you know, to milk the cows and whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Milk the cows, milk the goats, feed yeah. the hens. Oh, yeah, my yeah. gosh. Um, well, so, okay, Wayne, so you have more. Let's see. I, yeah, I want to so, hear more. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, so another example of something that we don't need to do to survive anymore, but people do it because it's satisfying and good for you, um, mm-hmm. exercise and like sports and stuff, you know? Like people used, my theory is that people used to do sports and like different fighting type sports because it made you better at fighting and killing, right? Okay. Now okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So I in college I fenced for fun, right? I picked yeah, up a yeah, fake yeah. sword and did and I fake stabbed my friend, right? Yeah. And people have been doing that for like a thousand years. And like, you know, as maybe as late as like, you know, 500 years ago. Because like playing with swords makes you better at stabbing. And if you weren't good at stabbing, you know, when it came stabbing time and lots of people were stabbing each other, if you weren't good at stabbing you would die, you know, and that was bad. So you need to, you need to exercise, you need to be fit, you need to like practice a lot at fighting. And then when the fighting time comes, you can do it. But like, I do not plan on fighting anyone ever, you know, like literally yeah. for the rest of my life, I never plan on being in a physical altercation <laughs> with someone. That is a promise. I agree. Right. I don't, that would be, if, if, if you came to your way and you were like, Sandy, I was in a fist fight or like, <laughs> like I, I would be like, there is something deeply wrong here. Like something is, yeah. your life is off the rails. Wait, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Something's gone off, off the chain. Yeah. Okay. But, 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 but I still want to like, I, I want to like play fight, you know, but, there's well, something okay. satisfying about exercise and like other types of competition, not necessarily like, well, all right, Sandy, what's your response? Let's no, okay. So my take here is that I think that the perfect you've, you've brought up the perfect example, which is exercise, right? Because I would argue exercise is quite literally necessary for our survival. Like we would die without exercise or maybe let me rephrase. We would live much shorter lives without any sort of exercise. Like obviously, you know, it's not like the bar is fairly low. Like you could probably get by with not a crazy amount of exercise, but like you need to do some if you want to live like, you know, you don't need to be obsessive about it, but you need to do some if you want to live like a long and fairly healthy life. And I feel the same way about activities like gardening, you know, where it's like, yes, it's not literally necessary for us to survive, but in that sort of that ephemeral thing, whatever that ephemeral thing is that it gives us, that is in some sense necessary for survival. I'm Mm. glad you brought up death because where the (laughs) final place I was going with this Uh was that um, people like, Okay, sci-fi scenario. What if we can all live forever, right? Okay. All okay. of a sudden, we can all live forever. Right. Um, we would probably do a lot of the things we still do now. Like, we would probably still do lots of gardening, exercising, reading. Yeah. Not because, eating, like, even poop. if the threat of death was <laughs> off the table, we would probably still exercise because, like, it feels good and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like yeah. even it feels so, so good. It does. Basically what I'm submitting to you guys is that 
there's this problem people are worried about with immortality. They're like, well, like, well, like, if you're immortal, like, is your life even worth living? Like, what's going on there? Like, it doesn't a finite life give it meaning? And my answer is like, no, it doesn't. We, like, I, I feel like we've talked about this on a previous episode. Like, okay, well, I'm still dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. But like, immortality is something this podcast has circled around for a long time. <laughs> but right, okay, so keep, sorry, keep going. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like, what, what, what I argue is that if people were to become immortal, they would lose something that we have now. Just like when we moved away from substance farming, we lost something that substance farmers have. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, <clears throat> my take and question, I'm going to throw back at you, Wayne, is I do feel like there is, there is a difference between exercise and gardening. And specifically, I feel like we talked about community gardens versus personal gardens. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the fun of gardening has something to do with the community aspect. Because when I get the harvest, I want to share it with people. I don't want to just eat all the potatoes myself and be like, <laughs> yes. I grew all those fucking potatoes. <laughs> oh, that was sick. No, but I want to like give it to one of my friends and be like, hey, I made these potatoes that I grew in the garden. And they'll be like, yeah. holy shit. And then you eat the potatoes together. Yeah. That, so, well, that's the thing. My, when my dad, so I can speak from experience. My dad, when, when, when I was a bit younger, had a, a, a garden in our backyard, right? Mm-hmm. And where he grew mostly tomatoes, but also like cucumbers and like broccoli. And he loved to like share it with us. Yeah. And like he would love to like pick up a thing and be like, I made this. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> and like bring it inside, you know, which honestly, like, I mean, fair, fair. enough. Yeah, yeah fair. fair. Like, what can I say? <laughs> yeah. So that's true. I think that's a key element of like local gardens or like personal gardens is sharing your harvest. Sharing yeah. the harvest. Yes. It's all about sharing the harvest. Have you, yeah. Oh, and is this your final judgment? I mean, I'm kind of ready. I, if you have more to more to talk about, all I'm all ears for it. But I, I already think we've have hit all the we've hit all the big points. I, mm. I already have a final judgment for this, which is that I do think it is deal. And my motto, sometimes I give motto, as our listeners may know, is going to be nurturing is nurturing. Okay, oh, that's a see? good motto. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and I think that is core to community gardens. Why, okay. why they why they are meaningful? I think and can be a uh, meaningful hobby is because yeah. of that. Is because nurturing is nurturing. I I, I think as an as an amendment to this final final judgment, I, please, I don't Sandy, disagree. Please, I please, don't disagree. But I want to add one more little thing. Right, mm-hmm. I think that we. It's important to distinguish between like what a community garden is and what a personal garden is mm-hmm. versus what a farm is, right? Because I yeah, think that oh, often that's true, us actually. city folk have a tendency to like romanticize farm life. I will, I'll admit it. I probably have been guilty of this in the past, but when you're like, you're just like, you're walking home in like the big city and you're like, man, these buildings are so big and it just like starts getting to you, you know, and there's so many people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's the core fantasy of Stardew Valley that like Mm -hmm. you could move to the country and this work will be just satisfying and beautiful and your life will be perfect. And like, that is obviously stupid so i think i think my point is that like it's important to distinguish between gardening for pleasure and 
gardening for work and substance. Uh, what, what did you say? Su- sustenance. <laughs> sustenance farming. Yeah, substance I can't. Farming. Substance farming. We can't. Yeah, we can't get it right. Um, well, yeah, Sandy, I definitely agree. And I, yeah. um, I kind of touched on that earlier when I was like, you know, back in the old days. But really, it's still true now. Because if yeah. you're a farmer now and your crops die, there is, you know, that completely can be horrible. Yeah. So I think the that is still, it was true that like if you farm as a profession, there's a lot of risk involved. There could be risk involved in yeah, keeping the risk, these things alive. Right. The risk factor changes the game, you know, like exactly. that, that, and that's that still changes true. the nature of it. Yeah. Versus yeah. community gardening, gardening is almost like a way to, it is a little bit Stardew Valley fantasy, but you know what? I'm okay with that because- you know what? Us city folk need a break from the damn city. <laughs> the damn and city. if the community garden can be that, well, then that's for fucking great, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Is it uh, is it scam time? Is it Sandy's scam time? Ooh, it's Sandy's scam time. Sandy, give us the frickin' scam. All right. So this week's scam is Rogaine. You guys know Rogaine? <laughs> no. I actually don't know Rogaine. <laughs> okay. What is right. Rogaine saying? I, Rogaine is a, is a cure not a cure a cure in a big uh, air quote to uh to to pattern baldness so male oh, and female pattern baldness i do know rogaine so, yeah so it's this stuff you put on your scalp to uh to get your hair to come back right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i i mean well first of all i want to open this up with a question we 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 three we three might, might suffer from baldness in, in the fact, future like, oh, never. i plan on it absolutely yeah. never you, you plan on it. You I plan on it. Wait, okay. So, so we have, we got. I also plan on it. So I am currently my right now. My hair is pretty pretty hefty. You know, I'm, I'm I got plenty of hair. Yeah, but you one got of hair. these days. I, hey, what can I say? I got hair. But <laughs> but eventually I'll stop having hair. Right? Oh, do you not? Do you disagree with this? Do you think you're I, never gonna? I'm go gonna have hair forever. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> this is crazy. No, okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Dude. But. I'm glad one of us is bringing the clickbait this week because because <laughs> claiming you're never gonna go bald is just so bold. Well, to be fair, if balding will happen for everyone at some point, yes. Like regardless, there's a big genetic component, right? Which is what I'm saying. In my family, that's not really present. Most of the men in my family have hair until very late in life, but wow. at some point, you just have to lose your hair because like your body stop your follicles stop producing hair yeah just by via natural aging right yeah so in that sense because as we touched upon earlier we are all mortal um <laughs> i will lose my hair at some point okay but it's not going to be for a really long time sandy i see all I'm right saying. big flex big flex big Owen. flex yeah all right well look look okay my grandpa when my grandpa died he still had hair so i mean like i Boom. i uh, yeah, I mean, so maybe, but but it was pretty thin. Like it was it was thinner. But like I would argue, he had like a full head of hair, you know. And he was he was obsessive about the hair. And that's the thing, right? I would argue here's the the reverse the reverse paradigm. Well, no, that doesn't make sense. The reverse, it's a graph. <laughs> so imagine a graph. <laughs> All right, supply and demand. <laughs> yeah, supply and demand. So you get you as you get older, and as you get less hair, the more obsessive you become about what little hair you have left, right? <laughs> and oh. Rogaine takes advantage of that it directly taps into that sense of like i don't have much hair left and i need to care for this hair because if i lose even one more hair i'm gonna fucking die like (laughs) that's it it's all over it's over yeah yeah so i think that rogaine is 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 just as a product it rubs me the wrong way because as lots of other anti-aging products do it 
plays on our fears of death, you know, and, mm. and, 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 but it doesn't say that. That's the thing. I feel yeah, like, yeah, you know, I think that would be a good marketing <laughs> choice to yeah. say Rogaine preying on your fear of death. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think, have you ever seen Rogaine ads before? Or no, ads for any hair loss I don't know treatment? if this was, um, okay. I, I've seen lots of hair loss ads treatment. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Same actually. Yeah. I've mixed up all the, of those words, but basically <laughs> I've seen I don't hair know, loss. I don't know comma, if this was specifically Rogaine. Yeah. But I remember seeing a product that was like, if you wait until you lose all your hair, this product will not will fucking not help work. Oh, but if you God, use right. it right uh, now yes. while you still have some hair, it will yeah. like bring up some back. Like yeah, yeah. And so yeah, this is really gelling. This is really hair gelling. Gelling, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Okay, okay. So that. Oh wait, I'm so glad you touched on this because that is the element. Yeah. It look, and it's true. It's true. According to like any study right it's true if you if you have no hair left at all rogaine doesn't work if you have a bit of hair left or like you know you got hair in like most places but it's kind of thinning it it, it apparently apparently uh, that's, will, uh, i'm that's my big question does it work? work okay that's apparently it does true that does uh, that is i don't calls. believe you Sam. okay according to multiple studies according to rogaine funding uh, yeah, studies <laughs> have you learned yeah. nothing okay exactly yeah. spelling that's and capitalism <laughs> That's oh, the spell Rogan. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, actually. Okay. Got, but wait, spell Rogan. I'm turning it back on you. You fucking spell Rogan. <laughs> you guys fucking spell R-O-G-A-I-N. Wrong. No, no. I got it. I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Rogan. R-O-G-A-I-N. That's no. what I, isn't that yes, what I said? What Wade said. <laughs> oh, no. Let me try again. Let me try you again. Can't, no, you fucked it up. You no. can't. It's, this is how you spell it. R-O-G-A-I-N-E. There's a sweet E at the end. This is what I'm talking about. Okay. Oh, your audio beats like crazy. Right. Well, we'll cut that out. <laughs> Catherine, cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, exactly. So it's hard to spell. It's hard to spell. But look, I think that's that's the thing. It 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 the all the advertising makes me so uncomfortable. I I would argue. Look, I cannot disprove Rogaine. That's all I can say. I'm, I can't I can't say that it definitely works, and that it, it I don't think it works for everybody. But I I can't say it doesn't work for anybody, right? I think it probably does work for some people. But here's the thing. The advertising is just gross as hell because you see like this picture that's really close up on like a person's scalp. Oh, classic! And with, like oh, yeah. the most disgusting lighting. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, of course, it's gonna look bad. You're intentionally making that scalp look bad. But and then and then it's like, do you want to look like this disgusting freak, <laughs> or do you want to look cool and have sex? And then it shows like another picture of like the same guy with like hair, and it's like. I don't know. I think a lot of anti-aging medication preys on like women's fears surrounding getting older that are kind of yeah. like fueled by a lot of sexism and like ageism. But like, and 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 that 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 is like, and that that's a big problem. I think Rogaine is the same for men. You know, it's it's. I think it's it. But but I would argue it's less talked about because there's a sense that like, mm-hmm. well, just because men just don't talk about stuff, I guess. Or when they do talk, it's like, shut the fuck <laughs> up, dude. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about our problems. Yeah, but, but yeah. I, well, okay, what's up? What's what up? I was going to say, Sandy, is I, I was going to touch on the gendered element of it because it's mm-hmm. definitely, you know, it's definitely a very niche, you know, specific thing targeted mm-hmm. at men. I think my take is, 
why aren't wigs more acceptable for men as they get older? And hot take, maybe they should be. Yeah, see, like toupees. They're uncomfortable. But see, but see, Sandy, do you agree with that? Or do you just think, no, we should embrace it? That's just, if you're selling wigs, you're also going to buy into the fear in some way. Yeah. So, okay. So I think my point is that like, I, so we were talking to our, our, I was talking about our other pal, Rob, last night about this. And oh, our pal, Rob. Our classic. pal, Rob. Yeah. Our classic, Rob. classic. <laughs> yeah. And so he was, he was like, well, you know, you, the way you look is part of your identity. And of course you're going to be stressed losing that because mm-hmm. it's change. And, and, and that, that's legitimate. I do think that's legitimate. You, you see yourself in a certain light. And when that light changes, it's, it's legitimately stressful. Um, but I don't think ultimately the solution is to obsessively hold on to youth. I think that the solution is to, I'm not saying the solution is to give up and look bad. I get it. You want to look good. And I respect that. But you could look good and be older. Like old people could look cool as hell. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I think that, I think the issue is that like beauty standards need to change as we get older, but they shouldn't go away entirely. Like I, I, I get why people would enforce their own standards on themselves of, uh-huh. of, of looking a certain way. And so I just think that like that needs to change. So as you get older and you lose your hair, well, all right, fine. But like find a different way to look good, you know, or like work with that, you know, and, 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 and look good nonetheless, you know? And I I think that that's the key. I think the key is just like old people could look sick as hell. So embrace that. Did we say before that um, beauty standards were just like classism? Oh, yeah. We, well, we talked okay. about this on a previous episode. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's fine if you lose your hair. Mm-hmm. Just be rich. Yeah, you know? well, exactly. And yeah. oh. work out, like, hire a personal trainer, work out, get a rad uh-huh. bod and nice clothes, and it won't matter that you're balding. Yeah. So, well, wait. So is that, are you saying that, like, in opposition to what I'm saying, you're like, well, those standards are, like, impossible to hit anyway unless you have a certain amount of money. So it's like... Yeah, sorry. I think I was just being. I'm, I'm just trying to stir the pot. <laughs> I mean, look, fair. pot stirred. That's true. We've been we've been agreeing on a lot of stuff this episode, and Wade can't handle that. Wade, Wade can't <laughs> stand by that. Wade's got to get some conflict in here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. To me, it feels a little. It feels a little like a weird version of insurance, where like the so you know when you sell insurance, you're like, okay, you might crash mm-hmm. your car. So yeah. if you do, you don't, you want to still have a car. So here you buy this insurance and we'll give you a car if you crash. Very yeah. simplified. You know, it's a little more complicated than that, but we'll just go with that for now. But then Rogaine is like, you might lose your hair. Un- you know, question mark or asterisk, <laughs> is that even something you should care about? Which I think is the, the critique we've been getting at. You might lose your hair. Therefore, you need to buy our insurance to make sure you don't lose your hair. Because you need to care about this. You need to care about losing yeah. your hair. You yeah. need to care about maintaining youth. So I think this is a classic example. There's definitely a scam in this. And I think that scam has a lot to do with creating markets with by manufacturing some kind of need. Because we don't need to right. keep our hair. Yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah, I agree. And I think that like I think that, that yeah, that's the thing. I need to make sure my car doesn't explode. Or like exactly. I need exactly. to make sure that if it does, I could get a new car. That makes a lot of sense. But like, I don't need to insure my hair. It's fine. <laughs> I'll just lose it. Whatever, man. Like, I, I, I think that I get the stress. I'm not saying the stress is unfounded. And maybe as I get older, 
I'm going to start being stressed. But I pray, I truly pray if there's anything I could have as I get older, I can guarantee as I get older, it's that I will rush into the loving arms of death as quickly <laughs> and as, oh my God. with with no argument i, I don't want to die early but like when mm-hmm. death comes i pray i truly pray that i will just be like it's like it. falling into a down bed you yeah know? yeah exactly like i i i truly i hope more than anything that i'll be like all right i accept this just yeah. just take me away now i'm good see but okay now now i now i gotta <laughs> now i gotta be like what what the hell what the hell is this because I feel like there is a difference between, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's, you know, they're part of the same story. And obviously we're all young, so we don't know what it's like to be old. Mm-hmm. We should say, but I feel like there's <laughs> yeah. a difference between accepting old age and accepting death. You know, okay, that's, fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Those are different. laughs> that's fair, but they're intertwined. They're yeah. intertwined. They're certainly intertwined. No, yeah, it's, but, I think it's a beauty standard thing. Like right? it's not, I think it is. I think it is a beauty standard thing. I think I basically, I think you made a pretty good point before, which was like, don't worry about this one ridiculous beauty standard like change your beauty standards like to suit your need and make you feel good right but here's the thing beauty standards are kind of fucked to begin with especially once you like get past get past a certain age because i think most people's experience with beauty standards is that they like you encounter them when you're very young and you don't meet them at all Uh, but very slowly like you start to increase and it's like oh wow i'm taller i'm more fit i have like a nice beard or whatever like most most (laughs) yeah most people's experience is that they start to summit these hurdles and that makes them feel really, really good. And you just, you just get better at it. Right. Mm. And then you turn, you know, okay. What age do people get ugly at? I, I'm going to say, I don't know. I think it depends. I'm going to say like 61. Okay. So 60 is fine. Exactly. Tom Cruise is like, Catherine is like, Catherine is disagreeing. Tom Cruise is uh, 80, 87, I think. Tom yeah. Cruise is 87. Okay, well, I guess <laughs> I should say 80. Not yeah, he's, not, he's not 87. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. For, for, for women, it's like much, it's much younger. Yeah, it's like, I would say yeah. like, yeah, it's like 40. Yeah. Well, let's, let's change our, let's pick our own beauty standards that like best serve us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm not saying before these yikes, that's not, don't take that out of context. You know what I mean? Like, that's not true. I don't agree with that. That's what exists. Yeah. That's the prevailing standard, but we can, we can choose. So basically like the the prevailing standard is like much younger for women. It's like absurdly young for Mm -hmm. men. They get a bit more leniency, but yeah, like, yeah, Yeah. but they'll, they'll get it too. Um, and so once you pass these, once you pass this age, you start failing these beauty standards and like, it's only downhill from there. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if your uh, identity is based on how you look and you like fail these beauty standards, I imagine that feeling like a crushing weight. So, yeah. 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 So, so it, it's separate. So I should have just quit while I was ahead. I shouldn't have talked about embracing death, uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you're right. You're right. So let's roll it back. Let's well, roll I back. mean, there is, there is something to be said. In that, obviously, I think we can all agree beauty standards are pretty fucked up. Um, We all, you know, we kind of fit into similar categories, all of us, in terms of like probably what we've experienced, you know, because we're in terms of the way we look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think the thing about beauty standards that doesn't necessarily get talked about is that they can make you feel good, but they have to make you feel bad first. Yes. Yes. yes, Or after. Or after or during. Or yeah. at all times. <laughs> yeah. But, but genuinely, I think that is something important to touch on because when you conform to a beauty standard and like, you know, when you were describing this uh, kind of like growing up, maybe going through puberty and being like, oh, whoa, this thing is more conforming to a beauty standard for 
certain people now and you see that in yourself and you're like oh you know what maybe that's kind of cool but i would argue that boost in deciding making the choice to judge your body off beauty standards which sometimes it isn't even a choice sometimes it's just like ingrained in us but doing that it definitely has a cost even if it does make you feel good which yes yeah, yeah. So it, I, I would argue that the, the last thing you said was correct in that, like, even when it's making you feel good, it's making you feel bad. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. It's constantly. So, exactly. Here's my it's pitch. constantly. Let's yeah. focus on getting really good at switching out our beauty standards at a moment's notice. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. always have the beauty standard that, like, makes you feel the best, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, or just a multiplicity your... of beauty standards. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's a bit. Yeah. I mean, and well, then of what? Course it's, it's a bit what? <laughs> it's, of course, easier said than done, though, right? Like. Because I think genuinely, a lot of men, if they don't want to feel insecure about balding, are going to have to unlearn that yeah. as a yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty hard. You know, that's kind of complicated. Yeah. For the record, I was going to say just... advanced. Okay, I was going to say there's <laughs> advanced. We need to work on the basic self-love skills. Okay, that's fair. I thought you were okay. going to say like <laughs> advanced <laughs> course. That's too I truly... liberal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I thought you were going to say. I, was like, I didn't realize you were a fucking cuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No. Sorry, I cut you off, Owen. Yeah, well, sorry. that's I basically said exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. I, and honestly, I think I'm ready to deliver final judgment on this Yeah, one. Let, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah. And my final judgment is I am going to have to agree that Rogaine is a scam. The more at first I kind of disagreed with you, Sandy, because okay. I think I think it is OK. If you want to keep your hair, you want to buy insurance for your hair. Go for it. Buy Rogaine. Rub it all over yourself. Yeah. Rub it, they it actually say, they say in the fine print, don't put it on any part of your body but your head. It is very dangerous. They put very <laughs> dangerous. That's like, whoa, what, what could possibly happen? <laughs> it seems that really everything about this is a scam. Everything from the beauty standards, which I think is the core scam, mm -hmm. um, the marketing, the, the targeting fear, the creating a market, all of that seems like a scam to me. It is yeah. a scam. And so I'm going to deliver scam on Rogaine as my final judgment. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This has been another fantastic, incredible, amazing Perfect episode. Perfect episode. Perfect another episode one of the books. Scams. A very special thank you to our producer and editor, Catherine. Clap, clap, clap.